The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Good morning, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTUV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers who are in the house, and anybody else I may have missed, to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who is on the right or the left, but who's on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible. As the authoritative word of God, glad that you guys have joined us here on New Year's Eve, getting ready to say goodbye to 2020. And though some of us would like to look back in disgust, uh, we can also look back with thanksgiving that our God has brought us through it, despite our sins and the need that we should all be judged. He has been merciful to us. He really has. And uh, we should give him thanks for that and pray that he grant us not only repentance in the new year and for those who represent us, uh, but also that he would turn us towards him um, and uh, that he would heal our land. So with that said, if you would like to check us out online, please do so, sonsoflibertyradio.com and sonsoflibertymedia.com. In fact, if you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, head over to sonsoflibertymedia.com. And uh, right now we are um, streaming live there. You can scroll down, and on the right side of the page, we're going live right here. Um, for those who are watching by video, we're, we're doing that on, on, the, on, the, on the site too. And while you're there, if you would like to help us out, uh, we have needs. We let you know those needs. We don't tell you you're going to get uh, some kind of, I don't know, material thing from God and you know send you sweat rags and all this other kind of stuff. We're not those kind of people. Okay, We let you know the needs there. If you can help meet us and you want meet that need and you want to do so, we would very much appreciate it. There's a donate button at the top of the page. There's also a way you can become a, part, a monthly partner with us. We call them our Sons and Daughters of Liberty. You can click that, set it up, and it comes out every month, and it helps us. We we really need that support, especially now. But, I, but look, I understand everybody's got tight times, too. There's also our store where you can pick up merchandise uh, like T-shirts and hats and CDs and water bottles and coffee mugs and all kinds of stuff, and you get a product. Uh, maybe you're looking for a gift for somebody, and then you help the Sons of Liberty out as well. And then finally, while you're at sonslibertymedia.com, sign up for our email that we send out every night. We don't rent it out. We don't spam you. Nobody gets your email except us, and we send out one email. That's it, one email a night, um, sometime after 7 o'clock. And, um, yeah, that'll give you all the articles that Bradley and I put out as, lo- as well as our contributors that we have to Sons of Liberty. If you would also like to check out us uh, as far as our video platforms you can do that on a number of uh, a number of ways 
We're on Twitter at BradleyDean1. Periscope and Twitch is also streaming out at my Setting Brush Fires. I can't change the name on those, but they're streaming out on that. Facebook at BradleyDeanSOL. Our YouTube channel, just look up Bradley Dean on YouTube. It's, we're live there. Beforeitsnews.com, we're live there. DLive.tv, we're live there at The Sons of Liberty. The Sons of Liberty. And then on Cutting Edge TV on Roku, you can pick us up there as well. And if you'd like to call in any time, I'd love to hear from you. Um, don't be shy. <laughs> it's early in the morning. Some people don't like to talk. They don't, they don't like to be awake at this time of morning, much less talk. But if you'd like to call in, we'd love to hear from you. Please stick to the topic. 215-TOP-TALK, 215-867-8255. Again, love to hear from you if you'd like to call in on a very important subject. Now, I've hit on this subject on Monday and Tuesday kind of lightly. This show is just going to be all about it. So you're going to get some of what we talked about before. You're going to get a lot of new stuff. And um, I've just actually pulled up the bill the House had... uh, brought through. Now what's interesting about this is this bill, HR one thirty three, the one the president signed just the other day. Let me show you. For those who are watching, I want you to notice something. This passed the Senate in January of this year, before the other one went through, which was set up in January of 2019, a full year before, more than a full year before, they actually put it through to law, and it sat for months, um, and it wasn't even set up for COVID. It was set It was set up for something else. I forget what it was. Thomas Massey. It was almost unanimous. Everybody got behind it. It wasn't a, it wasn't a COVID relief thing. It was, it was a bill to alter some things in the IRS in favor of the people. It's allegedly a good thing. Now I'm finding this bill here was passed by the Senate in January of this year. How do you like them apples? How do you like them apples? And yes, it's 5,500 pages. I'm going to let um, I'm going to let uh, America's president here, Donald Trump. The most beloved, the most worshipful, the greatest in history. All this. I'm going to let him tell you just a little bit about what he pointed out. And he rightly pointed out some of the things that are in this bill. I'm not going to interrupt him. Played it for you last time. I'm going to play that for you in just a minute. But what I want to do is I want to run down the thing. I want to run down the standard for this. First of all, if we determine this is unconstitutional, that means that our representatives are stealing our money. If we have not authorized them to to write law for something, then we have not authorized them to spend money for for anything outside of that. We have authorized them to spend money. Okay, we have done that. We've authorized them to write certain legislation. We have done that. I'm going to give you some of those examples. I did it the other day, but I think in setting this up, since we're going to take the whole show, this is what I want to do. I want to set the standard before you. And then I want to come back and I want to point out these things that are in there, okay? Now, first of all, we know that stealing is against God's law, isn't it? You shall not steal. Part of the Ten Commandments. And the Constitution is like, I don't know, man's Ten Commandments, if you will, for government. Not for us, for government. 
These are the things you shall not do or you shall do. Okay? Now, again, I read from our own Publius Holda. She has a new article out on Article 4, Section 4 about dealing with the election fraud. Uh, you want to check that out at sonslibertymedia.com. Just look at that big slider that's at the top of the page, and you'll see it up in that. Uh, you can check that out. And Publius is great. Just breaks things down so simply, the Constitution. Um, you, you'll, you'll really enjoy reading her stuff if you haven't done that. Okay, so here's how she lays out the things that Congress has been delegated power to do. Okay, here, here it goes. Article 1, Section 8, Clauses 1 to 16. Here's the powers delegated to the Congress. One, to lay certain taxes, to pay the debts of the United States, to declare war and make rules of warfare, to raise and support armies and a navy and to make rules governing the military forces, to call forth the militia for certain purposes and to make rules governing the militia. By the way, that second one, to pay the debts of the United States, that, that means that those debts are actually constitutional. Doesn't mean they can just spend money willy-nilly like we're going to see here in just a minute. Number four, to regulate the commerce with the foreign nations and among the states and with the Indian tribes, to establish uniform rules of naturalization, to establish uniform laws of bankruptcies, to coin money and regulate the value thereof, to fix the standard of weights and measures, to provide for the punishment of counterfeiting, except when they do it, to establish post offices and post roads, to issue patents and copyrights, to create courts inferior to the Supreme Court, and to define and punish piracies and felonies committed on the high seas and offenses against the laws of nations. Other provisions in our Constitution delegate to Congress powers over the country at large to make laws regarding an enumeration of the population for the purposes of appointment of representatives and direct taxes, Article 1, Section 2, Clause 3. Elections of Senators and Representatives, Article 1, Section 4, Clause 1, and their pay, Article 1, Section 6. After 1808, to prohibit importation of slaves, Article 1, Section 9, Clause 1. After 1808, to restrict migration or immigration to these United States, Article 1, Section 9, Clause 1. A restricted power to suspend writs of habeas corpus, Article 1, Section 9, Clause 2. To revise and control imposts or duties on imports or exports which may be laid by the states, Article 1, Section 10, Clauses 2 and 3. A restricted power to declare the punishment of treason, Article 3, Section 3, Clause 2. Implementation of the Full Faith and Credit Clause, Article 4, Section 1. And, finally, procedures for amendments to the Constitution, Article 5. Now, there are some other things that are here <clears throat> uh, that uh, Publius breaks down, and she just says they fall into four different categories, all these things that we gave. International Relations, Commerce and war, control immigration by restricting who may come to these United States and establish a uniform rule of naturalization of new citizens, domestically to establish a uniform commercial system, weights and measures, patents and copyrights, a monetary system based on gold and silver, bankruptcy law, a limited power over interstate commerce and mail delivery, and finally, and in some of the amendments, to protect certain civil and certain voting rights, and that's it. That's what they have power to write on. But the American people have bought into the lie that whenever there's a problem in any state, whenever there's a problem with anything, I mean, if it is, you have incandescent light bulbs, well, Congress is the solution for that. If your toilet uses too much water, 
Congress is the solution for that. None of that's in, in there, guys. None of it's in there. Maybe there's, a, there's an invisible boogeyman virus that you're told can be passed from one person to another. And as a result, your government goes and shuts you down or does whatever to you, infringes on your rights. Therefore, they have the right to go and spend money that isn't their money on that quote-unquote relief for that. Well, that's what they're telling us. They're telling us it's about relief, right? They've called this the Consolidated Appropriations Act 2021. That's kind of how it's listed, H.R. 133. And I have the link up because I'm telling you, we need some people to start going through this thing. More than 5,500 pages in it. And uh, it's really a, a huge, huge problem here. Okay, um, so let's let uh, Donald Trump tell us a few things that he sees that were a problem before he signed it. Now, this was five days before he signed the bill. Let's listen to what he has to say. Throughout the summer, Democrats cruelly blocked COVID relief legislation in an effort to advance their extreme left-wing agenda and influence the election. Then, a few months ago, Congress started negotiations on a new package to get urgently needed help to the American people. It's taken forever. However, the bill they are now planning to send back to my desk is much different than anticipated. It really is a disgrace. For example, among the more than 5,000 pages in this bill, which nobody in Congress has read because of its length and complexity, it's called the COVID relief bill, but it has almost nothing to do with COVID. This bill contains $85.5 million for assistance to Cambodia, $134 million to Burma, $1.3 billion for Egypt and the Egyptian military, which will go out and buy almost exclusively Russian military equipment, $25 million for democracy and gender programs in Pakistan, $505 million to Belize, Costa Rica, El Salvador, Guatemala, Honduras, Nicaragua, and Panama. $40 million for the Kennedy Center in Washington, D.C., which is not even open for business. $1 billion for the Smithsonian and an additional $154 million for the National Gallery of Art. Likewise, these facilities are essentially not open. $7 million for reef fish management, $25 million to combat Asian carp, $2.5 million to count the number of amberjack fish in the Gulf of Mexico, a provision to promote the breeding of fish in federal hatcheries, $3 million in poultry production technology, $2 million to research the impact of down trees, $566 million for construction projects at the FBI. The bill also allows stimulus checks for the family members of illegal aliens, allowing them to get up to $1,800 each. This is far more than the Americans are given. Despite all of this wasteful spending and much more, The $900 billion package provides hardworking taxpayers with only $600 each in relief payments. And not enough money is given to small businesses, 
and, in particular, restaurants whose owners have suffered so grievously. They were only given a deduction for others to use in business their restaurant for two years. This two-year period must be withdrawn, which will allow the owners to obtain financing and get their restaurants back in condition. Congress can terminate it at a much later date, but two years is not acceptable. It's not enough. Congress found plenty of money for foreign countries, lobbyists, and special interests while sending the bare minimum to the American people who need it. It wasn't their fault. It was China's fault, not their fault. I am asking Congress to amend this bill and increase the ridiculously low $600 to $2,000 or $4,000 for a couple. I am also asking Congress to immediately get rid of the wasteful and unnecessary items from this legislation and to send me a suitable bill, or else the next administration will have to deliver a COVID relief package, and maybe that administration will be me, and we will get it done. Thank you very much. All right, so there's uh, there's Donald Trump, and uh, again, let, letting him say what needed to be said on some of these things. There's no question. I Those of you who think I'm angry at the president and this, that, and the other, and I hate his guts, I don't. I just let him say what was there, and I agree with what he said, except for that little bit at the end of more socialism by throwing in $2,000 to pay off the American people to keep their mouths shut, that they're all violating the Constitution. They're still you and your children's money and your future. And they're, label, they're labeling it as a relief, but it's a massive debt going on your back. This is the double talk that's coming out of this man's mouth. Okay? This is not relief. It's a burden. It's a curse. Again, read Deuteronomy 28. You will become the borrower and not the lender. This is not hard to see. It really isn't. And only if you have your eyes blinded by some kind of political jersey that you're wearing, or you're just an outright idolater of a man, are you going to say this is okay and justify it. And believe me, I've seen some conservatives say, oh, he wants a $2,000 check for everybody. He's really for America. No, he's not. He's for the people pulling his strings too, folks. Don't think he isn't. He is. With that said, there's a ton of stuff in here. And one of these things he talked about was the Kennedy Center. Do you remember in the previous multi-trillion dollars, six-point-something trillion dollars, that was passed earlier this year, signed by the same president, pushed by the same Congress? Do you remember that the Kennedy Center got, what, I think it was almost $30 million of your money, and they weren't open? They weren't open. But they got almost $30 million of your money. Now I know that $30 million is like this, I don't know, it's like 30 cents for us as individuals in America. I get that. It's a drop in the bucket in the big scheme of things. But it's $30 million, folks. It's $30 million you don't have. It's $30 million that's going to be printed out of thin air and interest is going to be tacked on it. And who's who? what's the whole purpose in it? It's to make politicians look good. It's to pay off their buddies. It isn't about you. never is about you. 
So what are some of these things that we've got? My goodness. Let me start. Let me let me add this to it. We, we set the standard for the Constitution. It, I, this just comes to mind. Because I hear all this skirmish over the election, and rightly so, don't get me wrong, I think there is election fraud. The problem that I'm seeing is when the guys go into court, they're not, some of the things they say don't line up with what they're telling you in the media. Judge asks them, is this a fraud case? No, it's not really about fraud. I mean, you read some of the stuff that Giuliani says in there. It's very telling as to what's being played out. But here's what happens in 1 Samuel. <clears throat> Excuse me. 1 Samuel chapter 8. And uh, we're, let me bring this down here on the screen. As soon as it comes up. <clears throat> All the elders of Israel gathered together and came to Samuel at Ramah. And they said to him, You are old and your sons do not follow your ways. Now appoint a king to lead us such as all the other nations have. But when they said, give us a king to lead us, it displeased Samuel. So he prayed to the Lord, and the Lord told him, listen to all that the people are saying to you. It is not you that have rejected, they have rejected, but they have rejected me as their king. As they have done from the day I brought them up out out of Egypt until this day, forsaking me and serving other gods. So they are doing to you. Now listen to them. But warn them solemnly and let them know, <clears throat> excuse me, let them know what the king will, who will reign over them will claim as his rights. Not who will serve them, but who will reign over them. And verse 10 says, Samuel told all the words of the Lord to the people who were asking him for a king. He said, this is what the king who will reign over you will claim as his rights. Forget your rights. He's going to claim it as his rights. He will take your sons and make them serve with his chariots and horses. He's going to make an army. God never set that up. And they will run in front of his chariots. Some he will assign to be commanders of thousands and commanders of fifties and others to plow his ground and reap his harvest and still others to make weapons of war and equip for his chariots. He will take your daughters to be perfumers and cooks and bakers. He will take the best of your fields and vineyards and olive groves and give them to his attendants. He will take a tenth of your grain and of your vintage and give it to his officials and attendants. Your male and female servants and the best of your cattle and donkeys he will take for his own use. He will take a tenth of your flocks and you yourselves will become his slaves. When that day comes, you will cry out for relief from the king you have chosen, but the Lord will not answer you in that day. Now, there used to be the cry that there was no king in this country but Jesus. That was it. And if you read our Constitution, if you remember the things that we, we pointed out previously, the people are the law enforcers. They are the enforcers of the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. And so when, when these people who think they're kings instead of servants who represent us start doing some of the stupid stuff that they're doing, just like the king was going to do, Saul was going to do to the people then, the people have sat back and they've said, we need a Superman. They've been set up to declare a Superman out of D.C. And that's what they fight over. 
That's what they're divided over. Instead of uniting over the fact that this guy, as well as all of the other representatives in the House and the Senate, are our servants. They're not kings. They're supposed to be servants. But the people's got it in their minds that somehow they rule over them. Listen to Tucker Carlson, for goodness sake. The man keeps saying leaders, our leaders, our le-. they're not our leaders. We're supposed to be theirs. We're supposed to be the one going to these, you people who are going to the Trump rallies. Why aren't you calling him out for his lawlessness? And it's not just Trump. I'm talking about your, your representatives, your senators. Why aren't you calling them out? Instead of hailing them as the greatest thing since sliced bread, why aren't you calling them out for their violations of the Constitution? Because you've bought into the mindset that there are leaders and they know what's best. And as long as they have your political jersey on, whichever side you're on, you're going to look to justify that. That's what you're going to look to do. So let's look at some of these things that they're popping in here. Now, <clears throat> you heard before we came on the air, I do a I set up the stream so it runs about five minutes so people can come in and uh, so that they can uh, begin to, I guess, populate the, the pl- video platforms we're on. <clears throat> and you kept hearing the, the video come in. Well, that's out of KHOU down there in Texas. And for whatever reason, somebody set up that they, they want to make their videos play automatically like every, I don't know, two minutes or something if you pause them. It's aggravating. And even if you mute them, they still come on and do that stuff. So anyway, I apologize for that. So I grabbed some of the stuff that I discovered there. And I'm going to be, I, I kind of copied and pasted it over here. And I'll try to bring that up. Remember to bring that up so that you can go and check it out yourself. Cause I like for people to do that. <clears throat> the relief package unveiled on Monday afternoon sped through the house and Senate in a matter of hours. This 5,500 pages that Donald Trump just said, whom he said, nobody in Congress read. Now stop and think about that. Just a second. Nobody in Congress read it, but I'll guarantee you Donald Trump didn't read it either, but he put his name on it. Didn't he? He put his name on it. And I know some of you think this impound act has something to do with whatever. And you're, you're hoping beyond hope that, uh, you know, his 2018 executive order is going to do that. I'm, I'm here to tell you, I'll be the, the first person shocked if you see anything out of it. Just telling you, especially after the report I got last night and looked into some of the stuff about certain drugs and uh, cocaine and things of that nature and Donald Trump. But here's, here's what happened. The Senate cleared the massive package by 91 to 7 vote after the House approved the COVID-19 package by another lopsided vote, 359 to 53. Now, those 53 people in the House, you need to get a hold of them and encourage them in that and pat them on the back and say, thank you for doing your job here. The seven guys in the Senate <clears throat> who opposed it, you need to pat them on the back for that, too, and say thank you for doing your job on that bill. I don't know what they do on everything else, but you need to say thank you for that. So they passed this $900 billion pandemic relief package, which isn't that. They put these nice names on them. They have nothing to do with whatever they're trying to sell you. It's a bait-and-switch thing. That's what's going on. And Americans are too busy to see or care what's in it. They just, they're just trying to make it week to week or day to day in some cases. So <clears throat> they pass this stuff. Then 
lawmakers tacked on a $1.4 trillion catch-all spending bill and thousands of pages of other end-of-session business in a massive bundle of partisan legislation as they closed their books on the year. Here's some of the things that they had. And I'm going to get to some weird stuff here in a minute, too, okay? Just, uh, what do you do? The one thing that they could say is actually, I guess, quote-unquote, COVID relief, but it isn't really relief, it's bailouts, is vaccines, testing, and health providers. $69 billion. It delivers more than $30 billion for the procurement of vaccines and treatments, distribution funds for states, and strategic stockpile. Now, was that in any of that stuff I read out of uh, Article 1 of the Constitution? No, it wasn't. It wasn't in there at all. None of that was in there. It adds $22 billion for testing. Where is that in the Constitution? Tracing. Where is that in the Constitution? In mitigation. $9 billion for health care providers and $4.5 billion for mental health. Where is that in the Constitution? It's just not there. It's not there. Unemployment insurance, $120 billion. Unemployment benefits, right? $300 a week extra. Extra, not total, extra on top of the whatever it is, 60% or whatever they give you now if you're on unemployment. That dropped down from $600 extra. It's still more than you would have gotten before this whole nonsense went on. Extends special pandemic benefits for quote-unquote gig workers and extends the maximum period for state-paid jobless benefits to 50 weeks. Direct payments, $166 billion. Listen to that. If you're unemployed, I want want you to think about that for just a second. You people who work jobs, you're entrepreneurs, or whatever the case may be, you're earning what you're earning. Government's going to send you a $600 check. And uh, let's see, $500 per dependent child. Your unemployed people are going to get that same check and they're going to get an additional $300 a week or $1,200 a month. That's twice what that check's going to be, plus the $600 that you're getting. People who aren't working are going to get that. Do you understand how this is working? And you thought Obama was the king of wealth redistribution. No, no, no. We got a new king of that. All right. Paycheck Protection Programs, $284 billion. Schools and universities, $82 billion. Every dime of that is unconstitutional. Tenth Amendment, whatever's not been authorized or given to the federal government remains the jurisdiction of the states and the people. Ninth Amendment applies there too. All right? Rental assistance, rental assistance, $25 billion. Provides money for a first-ever federal rental assistance program. Funds to be distributed by state and local governments to help people who have fallen behind on their rent and may be facing eviction. Where's that in in here? I didn't see that anywhere. Oh, but Tim, we've got to take care of them. All right. 
Some of you people have the means to do it. You start taking care of those people. You see, charity comes from the individual. It doesn't come from God. I mean, excuse me, from government. It comes from the individual. This is why Davy Crockett got called out. Because there's a, several houses that burned down. I think it was in Georgetown. And he was in the Congress. And he signed on to give $20,000 of Americans' money at that time to help rebuild. And the guy called him out when he came to get his vote. He says, I'm not going to vote for you. He says, 20000 might as well be $20 million. What's, what's the difference? You're still taking people's money that you're not authorized to give away, and you're giving it away. Food farm aid, $26 billion. Child care, $10 billion. Child care, where is, that in, where is any of this? The Postal Service, you probably could say something about. I mean, Congress is supposed to set up a postal system. That thing is a disaster, too. $10 billion for the Postal Service. Airlines. <laughs> the airline industry was crushed in the spring and summer as people shunned travel because of the virus outbreak. Again, fear by, created by the mainstream media. I wonder if we could make the media somehow appear to be something you need to turn off or put a mask on. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I Maybe you could do that. Maybe you could wrap something around your television and not turn it on. I don't know. They got $15 billion, an extension of their payroll support program from the previous rescue bill in March. Arts and entertainment. $15 billion. Arts and entertainment. That's your money, America. Your money. Then there was this $1.4 trillion. Okay, in this omnibus appropriations bill that was tacked on. It combines democratic priorities such as $12.5 billion increase over existing budget limits for domestic programs while cutting immigration and customs enforcement detention and removal costs by $431 million. COVID-19 has contributed to sharply lower costs. Republicans uh, supported sustained defense spending, energy provisions, and long-standing bans on federal funds of abortions. They're still giving Planned Parenthood $600 million. The measure also provides President Donald Trump with a last $1.4 billion installment for a wall on the U.S.-Mexico border. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Keep buying that fairy tale, too. The measure also contains more than 3,000 pages of miscellaneous legislation. That means the people at KHOU got tired of reading the thing, too. <laughs> Community health centers, uh, money for them, tax extenders, water projects, almost 400-page water resources bill. It targets $10 billion for 46 Army Corps of Engineers flood control, environmental, and coastal protection projects. Clean energy, boost clean energy programs like research and development, efficiency, incentives, and tax credits, credits phases out super pollutant hydrochlorofluorocarbons. <laughs> that was a mouthful to say. Education, again, this is stuff we just talked about yesterday. No authority to be doing it. 
They got some money chunked in here too. Includes a bipartisan agreement to forgive about $1.3 billion in federal loans to historically black colleges and universities and simplify college financial aid forms. Boost the maximum Pell Grant for low-income college students by $150 to $6,495. That's a pretty big jump. Offer second-chance Pell Grants to incarcerated prisoners. Horse racing doping. This one's a good one. Guess who put this one forward? (laughs) The guy who's at the center of blocking off your $2,000 payoff that they want to pay you off with. It isn't relief. It's a payoff. Keep your mouth shut and just take this $2,000. That's right. As bipartisan legislation by Majority Leader Mitch McConnell to create national medication and safety standards for the horse racing industry. I don't know about you, but it kind of gets my blood boiling. And I want to say some things that need to happen to people like Turtle Man as far as due process and a quick and speedy drop with a piece of rope. This is criminal. This is, this is criminal against the American people. They want to put these medication safety standards for the horse racing industry as lawmakers move to clamp down on the use of performance-enhancing drugs that can lead to horse injuries and deaths. Come on, man. New, new Smithsonian museums. Do we need another museum up in Washington, D.C.? Do we really need that? Something else to go look at up there? Establishes the Women's History Museum. Yeah, we need that. And the National Museum of the American Latino. Yeah, we need that. (laughs) Come on. Pipeline safety. Aircraft safety. Intelligence programs. I'll bet a bunch of it's going to that. Those are some of the things in this bill. You're going to be paid off to keep your mouth shut with 600 bucks. Just be thankful to your almighty leaders. That's what they want you to think. Remember, there are servants, there are employees, and I'll tell you what, if you're employee, if you're if you're an entrepreneur and your employees were doing crap like this and they were stealing from you and giving it to other people, what would you do to those people? Would you just say, "Well, that's okay, you're a Republican." Good boy. Good girl. No, you would fire them and you'd call the cops on them to come arrest them for stealing from you. Come on, man. But not the American people. No, they're divided in their two parties. They're, 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 they're the great evil that John Adams said that it was under their leaders. That's what he said. And they can't see the forest for the trees there. There's also a couple other things. The Daily Beast reports. Bring up my thing here. Congress finally passed this $900 billion uh, bill to provide relief to millions of struggling Americans amid the pandemic. Among the oddball details, the Protecting Lawful Streaming Act. (laughs) A new law creating harsher penalties for people who make money off pirated streamed content. Tax breaks for NASCAR. 
the establishment of, and I just read this one, for the National Women's Smithsonian Museum and the American Latino Smithsonian Museum and the decriminalization of acts such as transporting water chestnuts across state lines or impersonating emblems like U.S. Forest Service's Smokey Bear. Now, those are things we need to be right on top of. I'm, I'm telling you. Uh, those water chestnuts going across the state lines, but, I mean, that has been, that has gone on far too long as a crime. Who in the world wrote a law that criminalizes the act of transporting water chestnuts across a, a state line? What knucklehead came up with that? Lawmakers also saw the bill as an opportunity to take a stance on selecting the next Dalai Lama. <laughs> An issue of religious freedom in Tibet that China has previously tried to stick its nose into. The U.S. will, quote, take inappropriate measures to hold accountable senior officials of the government of the People's Republic of China or the Chinese Communist Party who directly interfere with the identification and installation of the future 15th Dalai Lama of Tibetan Buddhism. What business is that of America's? Who cares who the Dalai Lama is? It's like caring about who the Pope is. Who cares? You should get rid of both of them anyway. I'm just saying. But it's none of my business. The Pope's in Italy. Here's this guy. He's in Tibet. Who cares? Why is this a part of American legislation? Is it part of this? Nope, absolutely it ain't. That's proper English, by the way. It's not. Here's a few things from law and crime. Tax deductions for three martini lunches. Now, this goes with D.C. politicians. Okay? Until now, businesses have only been able to deduct 50% of meal expenses on their federal tax returns. Under this change, for which President Donald Trump advocated as a way to help businesses, business meals will be deductible from soup to nuts. Yep. Mm. You can see some of the tweets here. It's kind of interesting. <laughs> Blowing my $600 stimulus check on a really nice three martini lunch. Of course, the funding in the museums was a big deal there. And we saw that. Several of these people, this Chris Murphy guy, he's just a real joke. Oh. <sighs> Economic generator for decades for SECT. I mean, come on. If it's such an economic generator, why? Uh, let me ask you something. Maybe you guys sit back and you think about these politicians. Say, hmm, yeah, we need to build these, these museums because they're going to be economic generators. How many of you have been in big cities where they told you they wanted to build stadiums and arenas for sports teams? Where their 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 ball players or whatever make millions of dollars, okay? You're charged to go and park there, to eat there, to sit there at these events. And then they say, but before we can do it, we're gonna have to hit you up, the people of the city, for millions of dollars for construction of this, 
because if it, I just remember several times over in Charlotte when I would work in that area, I would listen to WBT, and part of the thing was is always, oh well, you know, this is going to bring, it's going to be an economy stimulator, the NASCAR museum, the um, I don't even know what the name of the thing is there where the Hornets used to be. They tore that down. They just destroyed the place. And now they've got the thing where the, what are they now, the Bobcats or whatever, you know, Bobcat Johnson or whatever out of BET. Well, Bobcat wanted the people to pay for the the arena and them to pay like, I don't know, it was ridiculous, like $1 a year or something to rent it or something like that. I forget what it was. It was ridiculous. And then the people are going to put in all the infrastructure around it, all the, the water and electricity and all this stuff. And then Bobcat Johnson wanted the naming rights of the arena, too, because he's going to make millions off of that, all at the the people's expense. And the representatives are willing to go along with it, and they tell the people, it's going to be a great economic generator. For who? If it's such a big business proposition, why isn't some entrepreneur coming in and doing it? They know it's a money pit for the person actually funding it. It's a big money maker for the players and for the owner. Same thing goes on here. This is what they're telling you. (sighs) It's absolutely incredible. A few things I'm scrolling down here uh, to give um, some things. This whole illegal streaming thing, you better watch out on that. I'm, I'm telling you. They're already clamping down and giving copyright notices on things that are fair use on YouTube and uh, and some other platforms. For instance, like that little clip that I just played there for you from Donald Trump a little while ago. Pretty soon, they're going to come out and they're going to start saying, well, that's the property of C-SPAN and you can't do that. Well, wait a minute. I'm using it as fair use. That's protected under the law. You watch and see. You watch and see what they do with that. And they'll start shutting down people from telling you the truth with that too. More stuff. I mean, my goodness. Um, This is from Derek Bros. And uh, I put him in an article here that was... uh, that he had done uh, at sonsoflibertymedia.com. And I believe he tags on several of these things. Money in this bill goes billions to foreign nations. This is what Donald Trump was talking about, okay? He says, while Americans scrape by, the U.S. government is preparing to give billions to foreign nations, including Egypt, Sudan, the Ukraine... Israel, Burma, Pakistan, and Cambodia. The U.S. Congress has also managed to sneak in $33 million for quote-unquote democracy programs for Venezuela. Wait a minute. <laughs> hadn't, hadn't Venezuela been doing that whole democracy thing? Huh? Hadn't they been doing that? What's that been resulting in? Socialism. That's what it's been resulting in. Right? Just letting you know. A clear continuation of regime change efforts in that nation. Additionally, Ukraine will be given $275 million, quote, to provide assistance, including training equipment, lethal assistance, logistics, support supplies, and services, sustainment, and intelligence. Another section of the bill gives $453 
$453 million for, quote, assistance for Ukraine. They're making out like fat cats over there. Almost a billion dollars. The funds for Ukraine are likely part of the effort to destabilize Russia and give the U.S. a foothold in the region long into the future. Got to tell you, man. You want to talk about the corruption of Joe Biden there in the Ukraine? What in the world is going on here? What's going on here? Where is this in the Constitution that we're to be throwing a billion dollars at the Ukraine? Huh? My goodness. Combating vaccine misinformation. This is another thing. Section 313 of the bill. Public awareness campaign on the importance of vaccinations calls on the director of the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention to award grants. These unelected bureaucrats to award your money and contracts for public and private entities for a, quote, national evidence-based campaign to increase awareness and knowledge of the safety and effectiveness of vaccines. How about asking that Tennessee nurse who got Bell's palsy the other day how safe and effective that vaccine is? How about this 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 Tracy lady down? Do you remember the nurse the other day that passed out? And people are questioning whether or not the lady died because there's there seems to be evidence that uh, Tracy, what was her name, Dorn or something like that, uh, had died after that in December of 2020. She was 30 years old, same same age. And uh, people were saying that they showed a woman that was supposed to be this nurse, but she looks different. After the fact. The woman didn't speak for herself like she was doing at that little thing there after she got her vaccine, but the hospital is releasing a statement. Hmm? How about the CDC do a study that doctors are now doing that they wouldn't do even after the Congress put forth four bills to try to get it done, and that was a study between the vaccined, the vaccinated, and the unvaccinated. How about some truth on that front? Nope, we're not going to get that. And I don't want to pay for it e- anyway. I think the CDC is nothing but a propaganda arm. That's all they are. The section also calls for fighting misinformation about vaccines and promoting scientific and evidence-based vaccine-related information, end quote. Obviously making the online streaming an issue. Billions to the war machine. Of course, a 5,000-page bill would not be complete without replenishing the stocked arsenal of the U.S. military. Defense News noted that the bill includes $627.3 billion in base funding and $68.7 billion in wartime overseas contingency operating funds. And he gives you um, a bit of a breakdown of those things. You'll be able to see that. Billions to Gates founded Gavi. Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gates, Gavi. Billions. Allocates $4.4 billion, excuse me, $4 billion to, this goes to global health programs, to prevent, prepare for, and respond to coronavirus, including for vaccine procurement and delivery. Mm-hmm. On page 1278, there's another provision for $3.2 billion made available to Gavi. I mean, I'm running out of time here. There's These are just some of the things that I was discovering. I, I want you just to remember stuff like this. Just This was from the last um, heist. 
the last heist that these guys put out on us, the American people. $1.4 billion worth of stimulus payments accidentally sent to millions of dead people. It's probably the same people they're claiming that are voting. I don't know. This was from the last one. There was a reason the founders took and limited government in the Constitution. This all doesn't just sound unconstitutional. It is constitutional. All right? It is constitutional. Or it is unconstitutional. I'm sorry. There is so much junk in here that the fact anybody will defend any person promoting this stuff is absolutely incredible. Now, one guy wrote on the street, uh, thestreet.com, this. And see, here's where a lot of people are deceived. I wish we could have gotten um, Victor back on because Victor's got at least two shows we can do because we talked about it. I told him, I said, I will really like to do a show on this lie of the greatest economy in history and all this kind of stuff because it is a lie. It's based off of Wall Street. And if you've been noticing, look, I'm not an economist or anything, but I got enough sense to know when you see the stock market do this thing right here, it goes up like this, that's a real problem. That should be a, a red flag to everybody. Here's what he had to say. And then we'll have to close out. He's talking about stock futures rise as Trump signs a stimulus bill. The S&P 500 has risen nearly 15% in 2020. On Thursday, the last trading session before Christmas, um, the S&P rose 0.36%, the Dow added 0.23%, and the NASDAQ gained 0.26%. And everything still is going up. But people aren't working. And the government's printing more money out of thin air and accumulating more debt. What do you think that's actually going to do? Especially... If all of a sudden the lockdowns are released and people go back in and money money begins to flood into the market, what do you think is going to happen? You're not going to have no economy. I mean, I, you know, I was born on a day it wasn't yesterday, and I can tell you this, even I get that. Let me hit one more here. I got 30 seconds. Oregon is going to get college and university help. Isn't that nice? People are facing eviction. Poverty employment benefits expire while COVID relief bill hangs in limbo. This was, you know, some of this stuff. And here it is, folks. You're being sold out. The Judas is in D.C., and it isn't just in the Congress or the Senate. It's the guy in the White House, too, who signed it. Because it doesn't, it doesn't get spent if he doesn't sign it. And he should have vetoed it. And people go, well, what choice did he have? He had the choice of the veto. That was the right thing to do. Make those people own it. But you don't own it. I don't know when people are not going to get it. But until they do, we're going to keep going down this road. Guys, have a great day. 23 hours. We'll talk to you then. 6 a.m. Eastern Time. Adios.